slowly getting back. Yeah, we're getting back. Uh, <laughs> doing a little, uh, it's kind of different this time. We're doing it from uh, Steve's apartment. But we're doing it, and uh, I'm still continuing this episode because we're once again talking about a movie that's fucking awesome. This is, uh, for a while, has been like one of my favorite movies, and I can't believe we haven't touched on this yet. Yeah, uh, when you mentioned doing this movie, I, I kind of had to think about it for a minute and say, like, have we not done this yet? Because I know that this is one of your favorite movies, and I fucking love this movie, so um, excellent uh, recommendation. Yeah, I mean, I scroll through everything. If we did it, whatever. Here's another one. Yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, Nightmare City, 1980, uh, released in the U.S. as City of the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. also known as Incubo. Umberto Lenzi. Umberto Lenzi was the director of this film, and I have to say, after watching this movie for the thousandth time and kind of doing some research on it just because, I have to really tip my hat to Lenzi because it's always about Fulci and Argento. Yeah. But I think we got a Lenzi and Baba thing that we need to fucking... As a com- as a horror fan community, I guess I don't know, like, because Lindsay really, uh, I'm gonna get into some shit with him, mm-hmm. like, as far as like, this dude is really important. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, where the fuck have I been? Because I always knew who he was, and I've liked all his movies, but really, when you think about it, it's like, wow. I mean, if it wasn't for this guy, we wouldn't have some of the things that we have or had. Honestly, not until. Until you start really scrolling through his collection of works, but that's when you start realizing everything he had his hand in. Like, stuff that you just don't really think about. You're like, oh, fuck, that was Lindsay. That's what happened to me this week. Seriously. Just dicking around, scrolling through, uh, looking up just random shit, uh, Lindsay. Always knew with a handful of films, oh, it's a Lindsay film. And you always know it's going to be a good one. I just didn't realize how uh, essential this guy was with uh, multiple genres, actually. Yeah. So we're, we'll get into that later. But uh, what uh, I just have to ask you, when do you remember the first time you've seen this movie? No, I was actually trying to think about that. No, I know. I do know that this was the first Lindsay film I saw. Okay. But I don't know when I first saw this movie. But it grabbed me right away. Yeah. I have to say that I can't remember if it was you that put this movie on at your house years ago that I seen it first. Or if it was when I was hunting for VHS that I did find a copy of City of the Walking Dead which did not look like the Nightmare City cover. Yeah. And I bought it because whatever, it was a fucking horror VHS and took it home and watched it. And even the title screen said City of the Walking Dead. And about 15 minutes in, I'm like, this is Nightmare City. And then I looked it up and realized that it was just the alternate title. So 
I bought a copy of Nightmare City under the title of City of the Walking Dead, not knowing that I had Nightmare City. So, uh, and then watch. Ever since then, I, I I love this movie. It's so fucking good, man. <clears throat> Honestly, I think that's how I first saw the Beyond. I bought a cheap ass DVD of uh, Seven Doors of Death, <laughs> and I'm like, this is the fucking Beyond. <laughs> I have that one. It's like cut. Oh yeah, it's it's there's no gore in it. It's the horrible fucking cut of it. Yeah, cover looks cool. Yeah, it does actually. Um, but yeah, that's that was the thing was like you buy Seven Doors of Death and you're like this has to be cool and then it's you're like oh, this is the fucking Beyond man like so. But uh, so like okay, uh, you can't remember when the first time you've seen this movie. No, was. no. I have a hard time remembering when like a lot of the movies we talk about. I I can hardly pinpoint when I first saw them. It's like, I don't know. I just have a hard time remembering like. The first time I saw a specific specific movie, I think the only one I have a vivid memory of is like Popcorn and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those are the only two. Yeah, those are the only two that I remember like the very first time I saw them. And I think Popcorn was one of my first full memories of watching a horror movie as a little kid. Like little kid, like yeah, like when the fuck did popcorn come out 91 yeah that's the one i like i remember vividly watching that as a kid and, like being kind of freaked out and switching the channel and coming back to it oh, type of thing <laughs> you did that too yeah i oh, did yeah. that with pet cemetery when uh gage had the switchblade and mm-hmm. cut the achilles tendon when he was like fucking looking weird at his was it his dad at the end he's like daddy i got something press for i fucking changed the channel but the thing was it was around halloween time just a short memory for you the other channel I had on had was Carrie, and I just remember vividly that it was that scene, and then I flipped, and then as soon as I clicked over to Carrie, it was when Travolta and Nancy Allen are trying to run her over, and her eyes get all big, and it pans in, and the car fucking swerves around, oh, yeah. and I just fucking was like, fuck all this, I'm going to bed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I used to do that too, man, to change the channel, you get fucking like creeped out about shit, you know, like... You have like the brave little toaster on another channel? <laughs> flip over as like a little kid <laughs> anything the fucking uh yeah anything anything would work first time seeing texas chainsaw massacre was in my parents basement and it was like an unfinished like cement slab creepy fucking basement watched it on like a fucking like tube tv mm. that had an effect like i kind of like I, I got it i'm like okay i get why and now i need to see more movies like this how old were you when that happened Preteen, twelve, thirteen, yeah, like something 11, like 12. that. Okay, so well, the, the reason I ask is because I think that the first actual uh, memory that I have of a horror movie having an impact on me—I've told you this. I probably said it on the podcast in the past three years, whatever. Was the original Night of the Living Dead? Mm-hmm. Me and Dan on Devil's Night built a—we uh, had bunk beds and we tucked blankets into the top bunk, made a bunk and had snacks and watched. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, which was on Channel 50, oh, on yeah. an antenna TV that you just plugged in, and we watched the whole fucking movie, and it was in black and white, and even at that time, black and white movies weren't cool for, for kids like us. I mean, you know, I loved it. He loved it. We fucking loved it. Even commercials and everything. And I was like, dude, holy fucking shit. Like, I really, and I'd never even heard of the movie before that, and it was in black and white. Didn't care. Loved it. So... That was like the biggest impactful, and then the second was 
uh, a mutual friend of ours, Garrett, that I grew up with, were hanging out at my, I was staying with my dad at the time in the summer, and uh, he had two, he went to a yard sale and bought uh, a bunch of weird shit because he's a weird guy, but he bought Texas Chainsaw Massacre on VHS and Dawn of the Dead. We watched them back to back, and I had never seen either one of them. And uh, that was a big deal. I was like 17, I think, and that's when I really... And I was into death metal and shit, but never really dipped into the horror. Always knew about the Friday the 13th, yada, yada. But those two movies back to back, I was like, holy fuck, and I'd never seen them before. And it was like one in the afternoon, so it wasn't dark and nighttime. It was like straight up daylight, curtains open, (laughs) and we're just hanging out, eating food and shit. And I fucking enjoyed those movies all the way. And, And after that, I... I watched those two tapes over and over and over again and was like, I need to watch more horror movies. So, Dude, one last story before we get back on track. Yeah, yeah, I know. Fucking when I was in a freshman in high school speech class, um, my speech teacher, like, give an example of something, and I can't remember what it was, but she held up a copy, VHS copy, Texas Chainsaw Massacre media release, used it as an example for something like her ex-husband bought this movie and i just remember like after class talking to her i'm like can i can i borrow that can i get that off you and her whole thing was like i can't just give this to you but if you tell me that you're going to use it as a possible speech that you may want i can give it to you And she just kind of like looked at me like hint hint and i was like yeah i might want to do a speech and that might help me with that can i have that tape <laughs> She's like, here you go. No longer have that fucking tape. Don't know what happened to it. Oh, man. No yeah. fucking clue what happened to it. I think I've gone through three VHS copies of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Don't know what the fuck happened to any of them. Damn. Uh, yeah, as long as it's used for educational purposes, you can take the tape from me. <laughs> it's pretty much the whole point. Like, she's like, it was my ex-husband's. I don't want it, but I can't just give it to you unless you're going to use it as something for your speech. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, <laughs> I had the same thing with the, with the Edgar Allan Poe collection of his poems and short stories. Mm-hmm. I got from my English teacher in ninth grade. Changed my life. Oh, so, yeah. Good times. But, uh, okay, so I, I let's just dive right into this movie, man. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare City, awesome. Uh, I actually watched it today on YouTube. Under the title of Incubo. Yeah, there's a few uh, few uploads of this on YouTube, actually. This one's crystal clear, man. So, because my tape, it's really fucking not a good transfer. You got that Raven video, huh? Yeah, the 94 Raven video one, and it's real. Uh, you really have to adjust that tracking. But <laughs> I make it work, depending on what VCR I'm using. Right now, I'm down to my last one, and it's not that great, but... Uh, I just want to start this off by saying the most interesting and coolest thing that I've discovered this week about this movie was that his whole vision was that he did not want this people to leave this movie under the assumption that it was a zombie film. Oh, yeah. He fucking hates it when people call it, call this a zombie movie. He did everything he could to make a zombie film without making a zombie film. The undertones are more of a uh, contamination, radiation sickness theme with an anti-military agenda, yeah, anti-authority. 
It was supposed to be like a, a cautionary tale of the dangers of like <laughs> nuclear energy. Which I mean, to me, that's 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 clear as fucking day. I mean, they it, it's it's blatant. The dialogue, especially when they're like, when the reporter and uh, his wife are leaving the hospital and like the fucking ambulance, they they straight have conversations about it. It's like it's pretty fucking in your face. Yeah, they don't. Uh, it's yeah, they they make it very apparent that's what what's going on. So. But this was this predates Day of the Dead mm-hmm. by five years, and there was a strong military presence in that movie as well as this one. I think Romero took that aspect and pushed it into a more of a potent with the military being like, "Fuck the military!" When it, if it comes down to something like this actually happening, the military are just a bunch of fucking meatheads. I guess is the well. The way I took it from Romero's <laughs> side is. What if you had basically two opposite ends of the spectrum forced to live together, being the military and, like, scientists who look at things completely different, handle things completely different? Yeah, from the military side, it's we're at war. From the scientific side, it's like this is a virus. There is no fucking war. You don't combat it with guns. You combat it with science. Like, we can learn from these things as Correct. opposed to let's just fucking kill these things. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you going to do? Blow the shit out of them? <laughs> then where will you go? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Frankenstein. Salute him back. <laughs> did we fucking say uh, rest in peace, Steel? Or did he die after the last episode? Steel from Day of the Dead died. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know if we, we did not it, mention But if that. we didn't, rest in peace, Steel, because uh, yeah. what a role he played in that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, Steel was a... Biggest fucking piece of meat in the cave. <laughs> You're a fucking throwback. <laughs> uh, but no, man. Um, so yeah, that. So I just wanted to point that out. That his whole vision going into this project was to not make a zombie film, but to make a zombie film. And it's more of a radiation sickness kind of a happening than it is an actually just undead people walking around, and they don't want brains; they just want to drink blood because it. It needs a fucking red blood cell. Correct. Dude, and from the word go, as soon as they come off that fucking plane. Is that not one of the most iconic intros to a fucking This movie, movie had me as soon as I saw that scene. Good guy. And it ends the same way. Fucking just hamburger oh. face looking motherfuckers jump off the plane with knives just stabbing everybody. <laughs> and just drinking their blood. Yeah. Like these cats just come out with like four ways. And jack handles and fucking like any piece of metal they can grab, and they're taking out cats with like M16s. Like, <laughs> it's so extra. As soon as the movie started, I fucking loved it from the get when I first seen it. I'm like, here we go. And then it just gets more maniacal from then. We, we will get into the TV studio scene because that escalates quickly. <laughs> but, uh, this whole movie's like a riot broke out in a knife fight. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, what the fuck, man? But I I love it though. It's there's and there's nothing really like it, because I because I'm thinking about like timeline. You know, you got your Hell of the Living Dead, Oasis of the Zombies, whatever the fuck was coming out, virus contamination. This movie stands out above and beyond those movies. You know what I mean? It's not your Romero. It's not your mainstream. It's still yeah. under the radar, but it doesn't. It's better made than like Hell mm-hmm. of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. 
and better acting and shit, better dubbing, whatever. But I mean, it's still an Italian film. But yeah, this one, this one's uh, it's up there, dude. It's uh, it's one of the better ones made at that time when there was a bunch of them just getting kind of pushed out, you know. Oh, absolutely. But uh, okay, so that intro, so that intro scene. By the way, that fucking guy, when I first got this tape, I posted a picture of it, and that asshole was like, oh, this is cool if you, like, fucking ripped off Photoshop pictures from a movie that this isn't, and Hamburger Helper, because the zombie on the front had the fucking, like, weird face and shit, and I'm like, okay, fuck you, dude, whatever, man. It's Nightmare City. I got it for, like, five bucks. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that intro scene is, is, is iconic to me, man. It's it's super violent. It escalates quickly, and then uh, we go from there. But do you have a favorite scene in this movie, man? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's not a. I don't know how to like. Cause I was thinking about that today. Like, man, what would be like my favorite scene of that movie? Like, the TV studio scene holds up. Uh, there's parts in the hospital that are pretty fucking stellar. Yeah, but this whole scene is just like, or the whole movie is just like angry, like such violent fucking visceral kills. Like it's just straight up like coming at you with fucking edged weapons and just not giving a fuck. No, (laughs) like everything about this movie is just like spiteful. It's like cold hearted. These fucking all the kills, man. Love it. Yeah, fucking love it. Uh, But I yeah, like the I guess if if I had to say it, that whole that whole TV studio segment has a lot of good good quality shots. It does, and I I didn't appreciate them as much until today when I watched it on YouTube in a crystal clear (laughs) 720p instead of a VHS tracking fucking up every once in a while kind of thing i really got to see the boob get cut off and eaten and the oh yeah all that you know what i mean i'm like i knew it happened it's just when you're actually watching it with no white lines and static and shit you're like holy shit but just the concept of that whole thing and what makes it even better is the build-up to it the dancing and the magic (laughs) and the dickhead director guy that comes in and he's yelling at everybody, and you're just like, "What the fuck, man?" But I like how it gets underway when it starts off. Like it goes back to them; they're filming again, they're dancing, mm-hmm. and then you just have a guy casually just like looks over and sees some chick dead, and he's like totally not phased by it, like more curious than anything. Just like walks over, like what's what's going on here, guys? Like not alarming anyone, not like, "Hey guys, we have a dead body right here," yeah. and then looks up and there's this like radioactive. Dude just calmly looks at him like all pissed off and just starts shanking him under the fucking jaw. Yeah. <laughs> well, even the, the chick that he killed, he just walked onto the studio during a live recording. Yeah. And just stabbed somebody to death and everyone's still dancing. It's like, where are we at? <laughs> Another thing that I think adds to that whole thing, which kind of puts me at is that, that whole segment, which really isn't just scene, but just that whole TV segment, is they show a lot of those kills, not through like like your view of the camera but through your view of the camera filming something and you're watching it on a TV the monitor so yeah so it gives it a whole different fucking feel i just it sells that whole that whole setup yeah it fucking sells it 
And, the, and, and to add to what you said about the guy noticing the dead body and doing nothing about it for a minute, after the whole mayhem breaks, like halfway through the actual um, blitz of these zombies, mm-hmm. someone up in the studio is like, what's going on down there? After there's already like seven casualties. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean what's going on? There's like, And he, through the monitor, he's looking at a woman dead with like a hole in her neck with blood all over the fucking place. He's like, whoa, what's going on down there? Well, let's fucking try to figure this one out. Like, everyone's in a panic. There's been multiple shankings in the yard. Yeah, but everyone's screaming and running around and yelling. <laughs> There's no synchronized dancing going on anymore. Like, yeah, so like that whole, uh, that, that's, that scene's definitely uh, one of the best ever. So that whole TV studio segment, it's probably my favorite in the movie, but my favorite just one-off scene would be the uh, the chick who gets killed in the cellar. With the eye. Yeah. So it's almost like a, a nod to Fulci with the splinter, mm-hmm. but turned up to 11. With a giant fucking nail. <laughs> yeah. I was so glad that you said that, because I, I, I mean, that is such a great scene, man. Even just her girlfriend coming over and being freaked out and like... Oh, I forgot to lock the cellar, and then just everything fucking kicks off from there. It's so good. But yeah, that whole eye with the nail fucking thing was, you know. I, at that point, I, I would imagine you can't have a zombie movie without an eye fucking scene. Right. But yeah, it's a good one. That's really a good one. Um, so this dude, so the, the uh, I just wanted to point out Mel Ferrer. Yeah. He's in this movie. This dude's been in a lot of fucking movies, man. Mm-hmm. So you got, like, back in this time, you had, like, your Christopher Georges and your um, reoccurring people in Italian films. This yeah. guy was in, like, some good ones. Um, I don't know if you knew, if you know some of the movies. You know the movies, but if you knew he was in them. Uh, the Both Eaten Alive's, the Cannibal one and the Toby Hooper one. Mm-hmm. He's in both of those. Uh, and he's also in Screamers, Island of the Fishmen. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It's great. The Visitor. Okay. And Bay of Blood. He's in Bay of Blood. He's in Bay of Blood. So this guy was like pretty seasoned before he even, you know, uh, did this movie. Well, that's like, um, what is it? Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. There's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple other people in this movie. In these. In this movie, who's not as seasoned as that, film wise. Like, uh, but they were in a couple. That's how, like decent, around yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Decent fucking um, roles. Like Hugo, the the main guy, the bearded. Yeah, the journalist. Yeah, Hugo. What's his real name? Hugo. I forget. Stigletts, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only one I'm actually thinking off the top of my head was Cemetery of Terror. He was in, just like a Mexican. I believe it's a Mexican film. No, I've never seen that. Um, he looked familiar though. Yeah, vinegar. I think Vinegar Syndrome actually just did a release of that. Okay. Yeah, because he's like the main star of the movie. Yeah. Of this one, this uh, Nightmare City. And then um, the chick who plays his wife. She was actually. She actually wasn't in a lot. She was in a handful of stuff, but she was uh, in Eyeball. Okay. Uncredited kill. Uh, Lindsay did eyeball, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also um, 
Well, I was going to say it's similar to like the the Fulci thing with Ian McClellick. Yeah. And uh, Tia Farrow. Uh, she, you know, um, she was in Gates of Gates of Hell. She was in Zombie, Anthropophagus. Not a Fulci film, but. You get reoccurring, you know, and Christopher George was all over the fucking map. You've seen him in so oh, many he was movies. in fucking everything. He was in everything. I mean, fuck it. From Italy to America to everything. So, uh, yeah, Mel Ferrer was in quite a few, like, really good films, so that's cool. Uh, the score. Stelvio Capriani? Steve Capriani. He did the score for Bay of Blood. He did Pieces. He did pieces. He did pieces. He did Don't Look in the Attic. Um, he did Fulci's um, Voices from Beyond. Really? And um, he did... <coughs> I don't know if he did the entire score or if he just did certain parts of it for um, Death Proof. No way. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit, that's spanning over fucking 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay. I know but he did the score to Bay of Blood, and the score in Nightmare City is great. I love it. It's really good, man. It'd be cool if you got that on wax, actually. That's one I don't know if I'm not. It probably is. I just haven't seen it. I have no idea if it was ever released, but it's a great soundtrack. I mean, throughout the whole movie. I always think I have a decent eye for like when shit gets released, and then somebody will post something like, "When the fuck did that get released?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm behind. I'm I'm slacking on that. On that whole, I, I hit you up the other day because I wanted to watch Demented. I don't know why. I'm like, why the fuck can I... It pops up all the time, and I always skip past, like, nah, maybe I'll come back to it. There's, It's nowhere. And they got a Blu-ray release at some point, and then you told me it was, like, 2017, and I'm like, they're finally getting around to pulling that movie? Because I remember that was just, like... Well, I know a lot of the times, like, once... Like, a movie will be on fucking, like, YouTube forever, mm-hmm. and then some company will pick up the rights and be, like, about to release it. And they go through and get all those fucking streams pulled. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I get it to an extent. But me being me, if I'm like, like, I'm not going to go out and buy a movie just because you pulled it off of YouTube. I'm going to buy I mean, the movie I will because buy, I will buy the movie. Yeah, I will buy the I buy movies all, like, clearly I collect fucking movies. I'll support and buy movies. Oh, yeah, physical. But copy. if there's certain ones where I'm like... If I'm the type of person who's only going to watch shit on YouTube, I will just torrent the movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah, I don't understand that, though. I do, but I don't. Uh, we'll get back in. Just If you pull the movie because there's a Blu-ray release, who are you targeting when you do that? Because if you're targeting people like us... We don't give a fuck about 4K. I don't. No, I really don't. If you're worried about a younger audience being turned on to an old movie converted into a Blu-ray, they're going to choose a Blu-ray over a shitty transfer on YouTube. How many people younger than us say how shitty movies look that we watch? (laughs) They can't get over the grainy fucking finish. They can't get over the tracking. They, they're so used to this ultra 4K Netflix fucking shit that even old movies that we'll be watching, there's always the HD option, which is a dollar or two more, whatever the fuck it is. Who are you tar- Who are you punishing by pulling Demented? 
off of the fucking and then they add cool shit with the with the Blu-ray that's exclusive for the Blu-ray. So what are people not going to buy the Blu-ray cuz it's free on YouTube? It looks way better on the Blu-ray, dude. Like I get when you have you you, you got the rights to a movie, you're doing a release of the movie. So you want to like be the only the, these these the were only, <laughs> these were uploaded on YouTube illegally. That's going to pull now that I'm the rights owner. And your thought is that it's going to get people to buy the movie. I get that. I do. Um, I don't think it always works out that way. And I also think that, especially when you're talking fucking older movies, and like you just said, not only older movies, but aside from just the movie, the release is going to have extras that people would buy for. But you're also stopping, like, the poor folk who, like, don't have money to drop on fucking new releases and fucking when blu-rays or dvds gets fucking drop but they want to watch a fucking like dude let it be uploaded to fucking youtube man just keep it there if it's if it's just, there already just let it stay there just keep it in the resolution that it's in yeah people fucking some people don't have the cash to fucking drop on releases i'll watch a fuzzy ass i don't i can't tell you how many times i watched to all the good night on youtube i've never had a physical copy of that and that transfer on youtube's terrible it's so dark and the thing is, I want to say, like, I clearly don't have numbers on this. So why the fuck would I? But the, I think the majority of people who are watching releases that are uploaded onto YouTube, if you were to pull those releases from YouTube, they would probably just torrent the fucking movie. Or just not give a fuck about it at all ever again. Yeah, but like, well, that sucks. I can't watch this. Well, I'll find something else to watch. That's what I mean. So if the, if the movie's on, say, YouTube... Okay, I know we're going down a fucking rabbit hole, but... <laughs> and you watch it enough times and you like it, you're probably going to want to buy a physical copy to have a physical copy of it. Dude, and in I will, today's day and age, that's a DVD-Blu-ray combo, right? I will buy physical copies of movies and still watch, like, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> uploaded streams on YouTube. I'm on, dude, I'm on streaming sites all the time, and I have all these VHS. I'm like, dude, here. I got the movie upstairs. I don't want to go grab it, though. I think it's on YouTube. <laughs> Do you think I reached for my fucking City of the Walking Dead tape this? No, I've, I've been I've been watching it on YouTube all week, you know, because I don't have to get up to do that. Dude, Ashley says this. She busts my fucking chops all the time now because I just get, become lazy. I'm like, I'll like search for a movie, like making like something. She's like, what? I'm like, this fucking movie used to be available. It was on like four different fucking channels, streaming channels. It's not there. It's not on fucking YouTube anymore. She's like, yeah, you know where that movie is? It's on your fucking shelf. Why don't you go put it in? Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to fucking get up and go upstairs and grab it. Yeah. You do realize that you have the PAL, the German, the Spanish, <laughs> the American, the alternate title. You have six copies of this movie in every language. And you're pissed because it's not on streaming sites right now. <laughs> no, I hear you, though. Yeah, so... But yeah, anyway, uh, anyway, support massacre videos, support vinegar syndrome. There you go, Severin. Fucking give all those people your money. All of them. They yeah. pump out quality shit. Yes, they Especially do. Especially vinegar syndrome. Just did the pre-order for the Forgotten Giallo or Forgotten Gialli set, volume three. So uh, you should definitely fucking pick that up. Are those the trailers? No, it's a. Uh, they did one uh, set. Uh, it's like three. Each set, I think, is three movies. And it's like a Giallo film that hasn't been uh, had an official release. Usually, it's, it hasn't had an official like Blu-ray, DVD type release. Okay. And yeah, they started doing the Forgotten Giallo collection. Sick. They're dude. on volume three. 
just got pre-order for it. Wow. Okay. What was the one you sent me, the Jalo trailers? Oh, yeah. Um, that was from this channel that I came across called um, Jalo Realm on YouTube. A ridiculous amount of Jalo, full Jalo films uploaded. Some of which I've heard of. Oh, actually, quite a bit I haven't that I have not seen. I so only, I'm like, I need the, I need the fucking brush up on that. Oh, but yeah. yeah, they uploaded, which is it's it's a three hour long. It's all Jalo trailers. Um, which if you have the all the colors of the Jalo set that I think it was Severn that released, uh, that has an extra disc that has a four hour block of trailers. Good God. I've yeah. been wanting to watch that so bad. It's on Tubi, not in English. I I bought it. I had it, I or did the uh, Black Friday sale for it when it got released. I just realized that I probably could came with it. all the colors of the dark, all the colors of yellow. I got a few other things from him. I dude, I've wanted to watch that so bad, and I'm thinking I could do closed captioning or subtitles. Yeah, you know, it's just I I went to put on Anthropophagus, and it's straight Italian like I don't understand what the fuck's going on I mean you I, fucking yeah. learn Italian that's how you learn learn okay, Italian Rosetta from watching uh, <laughs> learn Italian by watching Anthropophagus yeah grassy see like uh, uh, Cassandra learned American or learned English by watching the police academy police movies? academy movies if a frog had wings it wouldn't have to bump its ass would it um <laughs> so uh okay dude this movie Sabini was going to remake this fucking movie. Yeah, I... What the fuck, man? Never looked much into that. Like, I heard, like, Savini was going to remake it, and it was supposedly in the works, and that was all I ever heard about it, so I figured that was just... It's no more. They raised a chunk of money. I don't think it was crowdfunded. I don't think it was anywhere near what they're going to need, but it was a Kickstarter kind of thing, and then it got shelved for some reason in 2015. <laughs> I don't think that's seen the light of day. No. But just the thought of Savini remaking this would be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? I have mixed feelings about that. I don't, because I think he would... I'm thinking Night of the Living Dead 90. I get it. I get it. And I knew that's kind of where you were going to go with that. Absolutely. I just... I don't know. you got to think, though, he would be directing it. I'm sure he would get Greg Nicotero to do the. I will makeup. say that the the effects would be awesome. But he's directing it. He directed, helped direct uh, Night of the Living Dead '90. Yeah, I think he would give this film the due that it deserves with a newer the uh, vision. I think I think I I would be stoked actually if. If it flops, it flops, but fuck, dude. Am I going to be like, I'm, I'm on the fence about a Savini Nightmare City. Re- no, fuck, I'm still, hell yeah, dude. Feed me, take my money. <laughs> I mean, I would go see it. You're fucking damn right you would. I would be on the fence on if I would like it before I went and seen it. I don't understand that logic. That's nightmare logic. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know, man. Like, yeah, I get it. His his remake of Night of the Living Dead was good, and f- with it was good with it not even being what he wanted it to be. Correct. So it could have been better. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but it's it's a nightmare city. I know. Well, didn't he have a hand in the uh, Dawn of the Dead remake? Did he? I thought he had a cameo in that movie too. Possibly. Honestly, don't know. I don't know. I don't think he directed or anything. Well, no, he had, yeah, he wasn't on that level of anything. No, with anything with okay. that movie. Maybe he did he do effects or anything in that movie? I mean, I don't even know. I thought he was involved somehow. I legit know jack shit about that remake. He popped up in that movie somewhere as a for, as a cameo. Pretty sure. I, I have to go back and look. I don't even think I've watched that movie since it pretty much came I out. I haven't. It's been fucking years since I watched that movie, man. Uh, but even that wasn't terrible. I mean, could have been a lot worse, right? I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it could have been worse. It wasn't that bad, dude. It's not horrible. I mean, even even when it came out, I was I wore a younger man's pants, but uh, I didn't mind it. It was okay. I didn't. I mean, it wasn't fucking terrible, you know. But I mean, if we got that out of a nightmare city, I can understand your disappointment because then it's like just a mundane thing, and you don't want to you don't want to fuck with gold. See, we're not talking about fucking ponytailed, blazered. Fucking high waist fashion pant Tom Savini here. Two evil eyes. Yeah, we're talking like Turquoise past the two thousand. It's like I feel like I feel like yeah. Now he's got now he's all like ripped up and trying to steal your girlfriend. Like he's gonna make he's gonna make Nightmare City like a Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. There's gonna be fucking. He's gonna turn it into a zombie movie. They're gonna be running everywhere. There's gonna be <laughs> CGI blood splatter along with practical effects, maybe. I just, yeah. I just don't well, know, man. Only time will tell. Are you a fan of Asia? Great band, great song. <laughs> uh, so uh, I just want to throw out there that Savini was uh, making some type of attempt to remake this at one point six years ago. I don't know what the fuck happened to that. It fell to the wayside. Whatever. Kind of a cool thing that at least it was kind of there was rumblings of it. I guess if it was getting crowdfunded, I don't think. Nightmare City's a known enough movie to yep. get a lot of people on board to get it to fund it getting remade. Yeah, that's if true. you don't have studio backing, if you're trying to just crowdfund this, it's not well enough known. I just think that at that time five years ago, he could have rode the coattails of the popularity of like The Walking Dead and how big zombies got. He could have pitched that too any studio and they probably would have picked it up because even in 2015 Walking Dead was fucking popular as fuck. Yeah. Think about it. I mean the appeal of zombies to the general public was like see what I would think if if they decided to go the crowdfunding route, they probably tried going a studio route and failed and then tried to and the crowdfunding wasn't that much money that they actually like going being somebody it was on in the like thousands it wasn't. Like you're Tom Savini, you have connections with people in the industry still. You're in this you're fucking in the industry. Yeah. Like you could at least try to pitch it. And if there was fucking misses, well then you do what else you can, which would be crowdfunding. Yeah, they didn't raise very it was in the low thousands. It didn't really get far with the crowdfunding. And it would just be cats like me and you just throwing a couple hundred bucks at them like, fuck yeah, we'd like to see that, you know, and it's just not a, there's not enough of us out there. You know what I mean? So Yeah. But I don't know. I read that today, and I didn't. I had no idea that was even a thought five years ago. 
Yeah, I remember hearing something about that. I just, it just, I don't know. Yeah, I, didn't I think know. I heard about it, and then I never heard anything else about it. Yeah, and then I forgot about it. So many movies like that that were supposed to. And then Tom Savini stole my girlfriend. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, so we're still on the Nightmare City thing. What you got? Some what, uh, I I just threw out all the shit that I had. Uh, I mean, besides, this is a fucking great movie and the ending. Oh, the ending's great, dude. I always dug that too because, well, let okay, let's back up a little bit from that ending. So they're on the uh, the reporter and his his wife Annie Anna make it to a uh, amusement park. In a helicopter. And then, the hel- well, the helicopter shows up to rescue them as they're fighting off fucking, like, uh, radioactive zo- uh, vampires, basically. Basically, they're radioactive vampires. That's what they are. They're not even zombies. They're, like, vampires. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they're trying to lift them off. Anna's freaking out because she can't hold on. And she she's right. She can't hold on. That fucking fall that she... <laughs> From the fucking helicopter down through the fucking braces for the roller roller coaster. coaster? And just like that violent hit off one of the fucking pipes and just flips her around. I mean, hip. Like the right hip. Right where your hip bone is, she smacks it and it fucking spins her like a fucking top. (laughs) You're like, whoa! And he's got a front row seat. It's, and they're just they just play like like twice in a row like the same clip of, a, of her screaming like ah dude yeah but the first time <laughs> I would have to say would you not agree it's not quite there but the first time seeing that scene is almost up there with the end of Sleepaway Camp you're like oh fucking shit like what the fuck you're you're not you, I didn't see that coming not I only did she fall out of the helicopter and we got a fucking oh my god but they actually show her smack a fucking roller coaster beam and flip like a fucking she's doing Dude, honestly, wheels and just it's, hits the ground it's on par with um, the scene from Terror Train when they throws him off the fucking train oh yeah and it just smacks the fucking ice on the river like violent <laughs> Like, no give. It is on par with that. Like yeah. it's basically like they because it's clearly a dummy. It's like dress the dummy up, give it a toss. Let's see what we get. Know, yeah. <laughs> and with Nightmare City, with this one, it's so fucking good because they like nailed it perfectly. They did. I I just I want to I I want to believe it's all. I want to believe it was one take. <laughs> Like that oh, was the yeah. first time they dropped her. <laughs> just it hit just that right. And flipped okay, her. fucking just loop it. We're good. They're like, all right, guys, lunch. Yeah, yeah. No, that'll work. Just you know, you've got to cut a couple seconds out. Whatever. Just get what you need. That is about as convincing as a dummy can get. Oh yeah, that was good one. It was good because it, it it it's so fucking weird how that is because it's almost like you know it's a dummy, but. Could be only for the simple fact that if she did hit that beam, it broke every fucking bone in her body, <laughs> and she's now just a fucking seeping sack of fucking skin at this point because her vital organs are liquid shit, and all her bones have been crushed to dust because she fell eighty-seven feet, 
and hit a fucking roller coaster rail, dude. Like it's like what German shepherds get when their hips, yeah, yeah, realigned, face back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 for a dummy though, like that's about as it almost it almost can be convincing to the naked eye. If you're just glancing over, you're like, oh shit. Did you ever notice the scene? Um, where the Colonel General, whatever the fuck he is, the dude with the sculptor oh, yeah, wife, yeah. he comes home and she's infected and he shoots her in the head like two or three times. Yeah. And the one take, you just see the fucking like the wig from the mannequin head they had that he shot just go flying off. <laughs> I never noticed that. Yeah. Because he comes home and she's like got her back turned or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the sculpture, you know. She, she turns, turns around and she knife. has the knife. Yeah. And he pulls out his gun, shoots her, and like one of the shots is like backside angle. You see like the back of her head, and you just see like the wig of the mannequin <laughs> flying I off. I never noticed that. First time I saw it, I was like, dude, they, they just went like very over the top with one like nine millimeter bullet round, just blew this chick's fucking head off. Yeah. But then they flash back, and no. It didn't, <laughs> unless yeah. I've always missed that part. But I know I, I know <laughs> I'm kind of hazy on that. I just yeah I've seen that scene a hundred times where she turns around with the knife and yeah you know the whole gig happens. But I never noticed the mannequin wig or any of that. I'll have to. So yeah, so the the uh, the ending of this movie for those if you've listened to us in the past, you know we ruin every fucking movie. Oh yeah, it's all spoilers. <laughs> That's all we do. So uh, you should have already watched this movie. You should have done your homework. Uh. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought, huh? So. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so, when Homegirl falls out of the helicopter, hits every rail on the way down, realigns her hips, <laughs> guy wakes up screaming. And then you realize it was all a dream. Like, he had a fucking dream. And, oh, my God, now his wife's laying next to him and everything's fine. And he gets up with his day, and he's got to go interview the fucking uh, nuclear scientist. And that's when you realize it's basically looping the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they're right at the airplane when the, in the beginning. And yeah. then the credits roll when the plane to the fucking uh, military plane, the door to the military plane opens, and it just, bam, and it says their nightmare became reality, which is fucking awesome. Love that line, probably because it reminds me of Disclose. Oh, yeah. But it's... Awesome, but what's funny is I've always liked that ending. But the reason that was even a fucking ending is they couldn't come up with a better ending that made sense, that kept them within their budget restraints. Uh, so they went the whole well, yeah. we'll just have him wake up and then we'll repeat like the first ten minutes of the movie. So basically, he dreamed everything that was going to happen before it happened. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, but that's not even a easy way out or a bad ending I, I like it I mean it's a it's it's a good way to go when you don't have extra funds and it's you safe. basically reached your budget and you're like well fuck it, we'll just do this 100% worked I mean how pays you, off and yeah. it's amazing That I feel like as a uh, almost like unintended we'll just say ending yeah. you, you can't get much better it, it works very well especially I mean if depending on how things are planned out, if they were planning it was going to be called like Nightmare City, playing off the whole nightmare thing, and then he had yeah. the fucking nightmare of this happening, fucking Inception. Yeah. Are you DiCaprio? 
but hell of a lot better than Gates of Hell's ending. Yeah. Well, think about okay. it. Okay, yeah. Well, I know, Little yeah. kid running, and then the screen cracks into pieces. No one knows what the fuck's <laughs> going on. How do you land that plane is basically what you're getting at. You have a masterpiece here, but you got to land this plane somewhere. Or it's just going to run out of gas over the ocean. We're going to have a water landing. You know what I mean? Gates of Hell always gets fucking picked apart for, like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Can anybody want to explain that ending to me? Yeah, the ending is so fucking wide open. Like, what the fuck was that about? But it doesn't discredit the movie, though. The, the no. movie is that good to where I don't think they had an ending for it. How do you fucking end a movie like that? People always talk about that movie when it's not that good because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Just because it looks good doesn't mean it is good. No, man. That movie's great. That's one of the all-time greats of all time ever. Dude, and also that was kind of like... It's kind of a joke almost of... It's a kind of a joke, but at the same time, like, dude, that was Italian cinema at that time. Tell, yeah. When it came to like Italian horror films... It didn't need to fucking make sense. It needed to look fucking stylish and have some fucking sweet effects and just kind of hold your attention. Correct. Yeah, that's it. A lot of those movies did that, too. And that became like a joke where people are like, oh, Italian cinema. But, I mean, I mean, there's some truth to that. Oh, yeah. But there's a reason these fucking movies, which kind of don't make a lot of fucking sense, are praised for what they are. Well, it's... it's but they focus on shit that matters. Atmosphere, score, uh, dialogue. Uh, you know, it's just the shit that Americans is just like... Just in your fucking... Blah, 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 blah. Just constant fucking... A fresh pair of breasts every seven minutes. A fucking kill every... You know? <laughs> Italians do it better, man. Just like cops do it by the book, I guess, or something. Whatever, right? Honestly, yeah. As much as me and you both love, like, 80s American slashers... Love them. Italian, Italian oh, horror. Far superior. And there wouldn't be no American slashers without 80s or 70s Italian giallos or slash, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the, the case to that would be look at fucking Bay of Blood and look at Nightmare or Friday 13th 2. Yeah. That's case in point. Like, Dude, look at Bay of Blood Jesus and look at Christ. Friday the 13th 1. Well, yeah, yeah, honestly. I mean, you know, this is pre-Hockey Mask Friday the 13th, and those first two movies are shot pretty much just like fucking uh, Bay of Blood, dude. I mean, you know, so, I mean, it all started in Baba Head. I, it's just, I don't know. And then you got you got the whole Canada thing with Black Christmas, and then, then, you, then you have Halloween. Well, Halloween was basically shot the same way Black Christmas was. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get where you're going. I'm just saying, as far as like the house shots and through the eyes and the breathing and the fucking, you know, like Black Christmas kind of had that vision. Carpenter's just, fucking like single shot pan around the house in the beginning is, yeah, okay, I get that. So I, I just yeah. kind of, that's where I'm at. You know, it's just like you got to give credit where credit is due. So, but the Italian is always more stylish and more thought out. It's just the endings never, they don't always pay off, but they don't need to. No. Because the movie itself doesn't really even need an ending. The fucking thing could just go to black screen for no reason, and you'd still be like, man, that was a great movie. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Have you ever seen uh, Hot Fuzz? I don't think so. Okay, then. I'm not even going to go on with what I was going to say. Hot Fuzz. Well, there's a scene in the Hot Fuzz where they go to watch a fucking play. They go to watch 
Romeo and Juliet. And in the scene where fucking Juliet kills herself, like, bam, she kills herself, and like, all goes black, and then the lights come back on, and they start fucking, they're in, like, doing a, like, conga line dancing, singing, like, Cranberries Love Me, Love Me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's what? what I was like, I, mean, I was going to say, like, they could have ended a movie like that. It's uh, Cardigans, by the way. Carnigans, there we go. Nah, it's not Cranberries, Carnigans. Uh, but they could have ended a movie like that, and it still would have been like, this fucking movie's amazing. The, the <laughs> ending's fucking bananas, but fucking <laughs> the right. movie's fucking great. Yeah, but it doesn't do a disjustice for everything that was previously <laughs> viewed and taken in mentally and visually. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, dude, this movie, like I said, had me from the word go. Yep. Um, praised this movie for a long time. Um, yeah, was able to get. I fucking still need to get a frame made for it. Have a giant fucking original uh, poster for this. Like you showed me once, ridiculously big. Took up the whole living room floor. Yeah, it's it's massive. Uh, need to get a. I'm either gonna need to make a frame myself or get a custom frame made because this thing's great and it's like on. It's like newspaper print. So yeah. <laughs> it has to be framed. It has to be in like an actual, like legit frame, away from the sun, so it doesn't fade. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's newspaper print, you don't want it to fade on you. Put mm-hmm. it in a fucking dark place. Fucking got it from Donald Farmer, director of like uh, Demon Queen. Um, yeah, Demon fuck, Queen. What else? Did... <laughs> Which he used the same artwork for Demon Queen from the Nightmare City, correct? The chick's face with the side. I've seen that. Yeah, Demon Queen did use that. Now I forgot about that. I've seen a couple of options. There's been like three movies that have used that artwork. The way I remember talking to Lewis about that, and he said uh, when he talked to Donald Farmer about it, it was, I think Donald Farmer went to the artist that he was doing, was going to do the artwork for it, and said, This is kind of what I had in mind, something similar to this, and showed him that cover of Nightmare City. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> the guy came back with the exact. The exact thing that shit Demon Queen on it. I've seen shirts that say Demon Queen with the Nightmare City and never thought anything of it. There's another movie that uses it too. Yeah. Maybe. It's like I think there's like three movies total that use that fucking artwork. Yeah. I mean, I never really dug dug deep into it. I just kinda I've seen Demon Queen with the Nightmare City and I'm just like, okay. You know, cool. <laughs> I guess. I don't know, but yeah, I would highly recommend checking this movie out. It is on YouTube. It's free, whatever. But uh, just if if you really want to look for this movie and watch it, go type in 80s horror movies on YouTube, and you'll have like five or six playlists pop up. And each one has a couple hundred movies on the playlist. Choose the first one that the picture is Monkey Shines. Or you, you, you could just search Nightmare City full movie. I don't do that. Because fuck that, <laughs> and usually a lot of the time, if you do that, you will not find the movie. I find them nine times out of ten. I don't. I just hit up fucking playlist, and I got two hundred eighty-eight movies that I can choose from. <laughs> yeah, I just typed in Nightmare City nineteen eighty full movie. Bam. Yeah, see, I do the playlist thing because usually I'm laying down at night, and I'll put a playlist on because. YouTube and Tubi are the only two things that I have that'll continuously play. play a fucking movie. I'm not trying yeah. to play Nightmare City by itself and then have like 
the new wave of traditional heavy metal screaming <laughs> for vengeance in my ear at three in the morning. So the fucking playlist will play like a horror movie next, and I'm good to go, man. So. See, when I watched it uh, two different times, I watched it on YouTube this week, and let's see, the next, after the first time, it went into Night of the Living Dead, <laughs> and the second time I watched it, it went into City of the Living Dead. Oh, perfect. Yeah, this one goes into Maniac Cop <laughs> on this particular playlist. And this playlist has, like, Inferno on it and a couple... It's, like, it's cool. It's unique. So I usually dick around and do that. But, um, yeah, so Nightmare City, guys. 1980. Or City of the Living Dead. City of the City Walking, of the Walking Dead. Dead. My bad. Uh, check it out. If you haven't seen it and you watch it, let us know what you think. I mean, absolutely. What have you been watching? Oh, I'm, I'm trying to see what I... Watched a lot. Let's see what I remembered. I watched. Um, I watched The Gate. Excellent. Um, I think I ended up putting in The Fog when um, I heard about Hal Helbrook. Yep. I said, you know, let's put in one of his movies. And I didn't. I was too lazy to get up and put in uh, Girls' Night Out. <laughs> so I just put in The Fog. It's such a good one, man. Love Girls' Night Out. Me too. It's like, so un- underappreciated, dude. 100% underappreciated. Here's zero people talk about that fucking movie. Ever. I've never heard a conversation come up about Girls' Night Out. It's fucked up, too. It's and like, I tell people about that movie, and I I guarantee nine times out of ten, they don't check it out. No. But they need to, because it's, I, I, it's honestly one of my favorite 80 slashers. Yeah, it's up there for me, for sure. Uh, let's see. End up watching Creep Show 2. I don't know why I put that on from time to time. You too? Yeah. You watch that? Oh, yeah, just the other day, man. Yeah. I popped in the tape and it. I got this shitty VCR and it's like, use cleaning cassette. And it kept. So I put my cleaning cassette in and watch Creep Show 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, say Living Dead. End up watching that. Oh, yeah. Maximum Overdrive. Excellent. Good shit, man. Did you stream it or do you have a? I own it, but I streamed it. Where? Um, Prime. Was it Prime? I looked for it everywhere. I ended up buying it on fucking Feebay for like eight bucks. A crispy ass copy too. Wait, might have been Prime. I think Prime might have had it, but it was two ninety nine. No, I got it. uh, We watched it for free. Oh yeah, they might have. Or it was Tubi. Not on Tubi, I promise you that. I think it was on Prime. No, maybe it was free on Prime. Maybe it was free on Prime. I can't remember, but I remember I just really wanted to watch fucking Maximum Overdrive like a month ago and couldn't find it anywhere. Because my copy, my tape copy was unwatchable. Yeah. Like literally unwatchable. That's like like my roadhouse. It's the same thing. Like every five minutes or like lines. Yeah, you can't, it's not even watchable. (laughs) So I got a crispy new one with better artwork with Emilio with the shotgun on the front. Mm-hmm. And it works like a champ. So I, it's fucking another movie. There's people just need to fucking like... If you, it's, a, it's a maximum overdrive rules, man. I mean, I get it. ACDC soundtrack, yada yada. Emilio, Stephen King's not his best work. 
but it, it's satire. The this whole ATM satire. just called me an asshole. Yeah. Oh, you did text me that. Yeah. Uh, fucking he 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 fucking Stephen King got ACDC to do it by singing them ACDC song by singing them an ACDC song, and they're like, "Well, if he's this big of a fucking fan of ours, we'll do it." Oh, I didn't know that. The whole soundtrack is ACDC. Yeah. There's no composer. It's all ACDC. Mm-hmm. Or clips taken from ACDC songs. Like, it's... You know, just... That movie scared me when I was a kid. The the, the baseball um, Little League. And the kid with the lawnmowers fucking and the cans ice cream of fucking truck. Cokes that whole, and the kid getting flattened by the fucking... Uh, riding the city lawnmower and shit. There's like there's flattened by what what the fuck was that? Steamroller? The steamroller. Okay, two things I'm gonna mention. Two things I'm gonna mention. Okay, first off, the steamroller scene was supposed to be more gruesome. Oh, okay. He had like a uh, bag of blood that he was gonna have it roll over and it fucking like Yeah. And I guess it went over over the top and I think it got cut. You know, supposed to be like way more fucking gruesome. Uh, but also there's I guess there's been a long time rumor that George Romero ghost directed this movie because he was yeah King was fucked up King was like coked the fuck out yeah and Romero was on set a lot during it um and a lot of people who like really know Romero and know his fucking style say that there's a lot of telltale shots in Maximum Overdrive that are like Romero style shots that makes sense. King's never admitted it, but he did say that Romero's been on was on set and did give him like tips and pointers on how to direct. I mean, so I mean, take from that what you will. Well, does it was, really matter? It was only yeah. a couple years after Creep Show. Yeah, and they worked together on Creep Show, so it's not like it, it, it's. Far I mean, it's not unpo- It's not impossible. No, I, I I believe it. Like, do you? Do, it's I, it's I pretty much like. Do you want to believe that? King directed this movie, or do you want to think that he wasn't capable of it and fucking Romero directed? Oh, uh, he was out of his mind at this time. I think it was after this film was when he started to get back on track. Like in the late eighties, early nineties, he got cleaned up and started writing novels again, and not just doing movies. And you got your Rose Reds and your Tommy Knockers and your bullshit that sucked after fucking that. Fucking Tommy Knockers. Geez. Well, the whole you know what I mean. You got your nineties King, which is nowhere near. See, that's where I think that's why I always think of when I think of Stephen King. When we like my first, my first thought is, I'm not a huge fan of his movies, man. They're almost all like made for TV, and they're fucking not fucking good. But then when I really sit down and think, I'm like, okay, he's got actually a real like a, a good catalog of fucking movies that came out that were fucking stellar. But my mind always goes to, like, the Langoliers, Tommyknockers, and shit like that. I'm like, dude. That's 90s King. I know, and that's where my mind goes right away. To me, the only redeemable movie he did in the 90s was Thinner. And that even was average at best. Thinner was kind of cool. But I seen it when I was fucking, like, a kid. So, I mean, we're, we're talking, like, I mean, you look at his back catalog, you got Carrie, you got fucking Cujo, you got The Shining, you got Pet Cemetery, you got Maximum Overdrive, you got fucking even Creepshow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he had some uh, fire back then, dude. What's the thing? When I finally actually, when, it, when I actually think about it, I'm like, yeah, his old shit's good. But my mind always goes to, like, all his newer stuff, all the 90s stuff. At this point, yeah, not newer, but just pretty much the 90s stuff. It. 
90s fucking like built my opinion of his movies because they were all like made for TV, either movies or miniseries, and it's like they were they did not do his stories justice. Yeah, no, not at all. The '90s uh, King was not that good. You know what his alias was when he wrote his first novel? Uh, something Bachman. Yeah. Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman. His real name is Stephen King. Alias is Dick Bachman. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, that's what you that's what you've been watching. You got any more? Um, House of the Devil for like the 80th time. Oh, excellent! See, so you're fucking killing it, man. Usually, that's you're all like, I can you know think what? of. I really haven't been watching much. You've been fucking busy, dude. Yeah, with some good movies too. Nothing man. new. I think I I want to say there was something new because I've been trying to I've been really trying to like watch newer shit because I write so much of it off way too soon. I've been trying to like kind of like like yeah. more modern. You're talking? Or? Yeah, like just newer like newer movies. Okay. Um, I've been trying to like watch some newer stuff. So when I say it's shit, at least I've seen it. Type yeah. of thing. Um, I I want to say I watched something new, but I can't remember. But I, don't, I don't remember hating anything new, so yeah, maybe it was good. Yeah, I don't dip into the new stuff, but I, I get that feeling sometimes too. You know, where I'm like, it's worth a fucking watch, man. If it sucks, it sucks. I'm not gonna watch it again. If it's decent, it's decent. Yeah, kind of a thing. So me, yeah, what you been up to? Been trying to watch new to me stuff from back in the day. I have a fucking movie for you, dude. Yeah? I think you're going to like it. I'm excited. Tell me. Mania. 1986. Canadian anthology film. Along the lines of a Tales from the Dark Side movie, Twilight Zone movie, Creepshow movie. I don't think I've seen this. Four short stories. Awesome. Presents itself more like a made-for-TV or an Alfred Hitchcock Presents than a Twilight Zone or a Tales from the Dark Side. Okay. Awesome, though. And Mm -hmm. uh, all four stories are great. Stumbled on it on accident. Um, Yeah, because I don't think I've I've heard of that. I've never watched it. I've never seen it. Randomly came on, and the first story is called The Intruder. And then there's three other stories that follow it. And it's just basically an anthology film. And it's, it's... I like it. I think it's cool. You might like it. Oh, yeah. um, that, and then, uh, honestly, all I've been watching is Holbrook films since he passed away. Since I found out that he passed away. I went through and watched all the ones I had. Yeah. So, which was like, Girls' Night Out, The Fog, The Unholy, Rituals. Um, I'm sure I'm missing. There's like one more that I'm missing. But there was like five of them, I think, or creep show. Creep show. There you go. So those are the ones that I that I watch. I watched all of his movies this week. Not sat down and watched them. I was doing other shit, but they all got popped in at one point or another. And I I think there was like two or three episodes back where I was just hailing rituals. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. It's such an unsung hero. It's so good, man. Uh, it's, I can't even, it, like, it fits in a weird, it's almost like Deliverance, but it's a slasher, and I've never seen Deliverance, but we all know that there's, like, a folklore about that movie. Yeah. It's just, dude, man, and Holbrook kills it. It's fucking amazing, dude. Uh, that's probably my favorite Holbrook, uh, 
role. He plays a priest in both The Unholy and The Fog. And then you got the killer creep show, Adrian Barbeau. You know, man, yeah, we did lose a good one, man. He he was in some really good movies, and there's some other ones too. But oh yeah, well, he was in uh, what was it? He was in Magnum Force. Uh, was it Magnum Force or Sudden Impact? Magnum Force. He's in one of the Eastwood uh, Dirty Harry movies. He's in Magnum Force. Okay, okay. Um, and he was in Wall Street with Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original from and Charlie Sheen too from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah forgot about that. Yeah, because he was in a couple other ones that I didn't have that weren't horror. I mean, Wall Street was a huge movie back then. Like, you know what I mean? So was Magnum Force. That was the fucking sequel to Dirty Harry, man. Yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, yeah, that sucks, man, but yeah, he had some good movies, man, but Rituals would definitely be my favorite. But he always had that cool collective reserved. He was the campus fucking cop in uh, Girls Night Out. You know. All those—I think it's funny. In Girls and all those scenes were filmed. Like he wasn't even—he didn't even interact with anybody else. Like he was there for one day. They shot all the scenes. So like, if you notice, like in Girls Night Out, anytime he's on camera and he's talking to somebody, they're never in the same shot. No, it pants him. Them. Yeah, it's him, like because it's because they had him for one day, so they shot all his fucking yeah scenes. Like him just looking in on the lunchroom <laughs> when he bought everyone their lunch. He just nods at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope so. I cut him down myself. <laughs> Talking to the fucking, like, the... Coroner or the... The dude on the... He's, like, sitting on, like, the quad lawn or whatever. Oh, that guy. <laughs> just panning his, face, you know. panning his face. Panning yeah. his face. Yeah. But, hey. Holbrook, man. That's all you need is that face, man. Looking right. Yeah, so rest in peace, Holbrook. But that's all I've watched is that mania and uh, the... the a handful of Hulbert movies, so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I know you've been jamming some shit, man. Maybe uh, not. No, a little bit, a little bit. A little bit? Dude, fucking... Misfits Earth AD. You hit me up with that. Did you? Yeah, I did. And I'm like, I, s- I hit you up with favorite. that, basically saying it's it still rips, and it's probably, in my opinion, their best release. I would agree with you on that. Like, cause you like, there's a lot of misfits I fucking hate. I can't stand when he does the whole fucking evil Elvis duopy shit. Like almost all of Legacy of Brutality, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. Um, but Earth AD and Walk Among Us, yeah, especially Earth AD. I mean the fucking Bullet EP, yeah, fucking oh, yeah, Bullet fucking rules, dude. Fucking amazing. Yeah, Earth AD is has always been my favorite. Walk Among Us is good too. But uh, Earth AD stands out. And I never was big into punk or the Misfits, really. I do like, I appreciate, and I jam. You know, Garrett, the dude we were talking about earlier in the pod, that's yeah. all he listened to. So the doo-woppy stuff, the Rat Fink fucking tune. I mean, on the way back, we, were, we went, he drove me to school together in the morning, drove me home, and then picked me back up, and we both worked at Kmart. And the only thing we listened to was the fucking Misfits for like a year straight. <laughs> and it was everything. I mean, he spanned across the whole... I mean, we got Legacy of Brutality. We got the Michael Graves era stuff. We got the... He loved it all. And I never complained. It was when he fucking started listening to that Cottonmouth King shit. And I'm like, well, you're, get, you're getting... Garrett weird. got into that? Yeah. He had the one CD. And really? Then like, after like a week, I'm like, can we take this out? And he would like purposely like laugh. 
and look at me and just keep playing and skipping tracks and shit. I'm like, dude, you're driving. I thought it was. He I was, haven't seen him in so fucking long, but I know exactly the whole laugh inside look. Yeah, he would just like look at me. And <laughs> yeah. shit, dude, I'm like, dude. So I thought he was like ribbing me, like he was just kind of poking fun. But no, he really liked it, and I had to listen to that. And I'm like, I'd rather go back to that like doo-woppy misfit shit than this. It was just a phase he went through, and he had that CD played for like three three months. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Ugh, what the fuck happened to you, Garrett? But yeah, so uh, Earth AD definitely a fucking great record, man. Yeah, um, Frightmare. Oh, killing it! Fucking both of those. Um, this punk band from Gainesville, I think Gainesville, Florida, Vagra. They did a demo in 2016, I think, and I just listened to the other demo they put out in 2018. Can't remember the name of it, but it's fucking just like straight like raw punk, Scandinavian feel to it. Fucking top shelf. From Florida? Yeah. You don't really get that too often down there. They've uh, actually had a... Really Pretty decent, yeah. That surprises me. Like Mauser was from there, probably recently. Uh, right? Early two, uh, early two thousands to like the twenty tens type era around there time. I'm, I'm out of the yeah. loop. With well, that. I know like the death metal scene was big down there. That was early nineties, late eighties. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, they were there. Mauser's from there, which was another like they're they're bigger. I, I, Mauser, known fucking like raw punk band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Listen to the 2018 one because I, I I missed it and I think they might have another one that I haven't checked out but still top fucking shelf. Cool. If you like raw punk, check the fucking them out. Vagra. Vagra. Uh, of course, been listening to Discharge a lot. Uh, shit fucker. Sex with dead body. Spinning that album. It's the newest one. Love it, dude. <laughs> that shit rips, man. So good. Yeah. And for all those uh, people who like sweatpants, they have them available now at Hell's Headbangers. They do. <laughs> and you're almost guaranteed to get laid wearing them. According to Tim's meme that he posted on Instagram yesterday. Okay, yeah, dude. They're, uh, you know, sweatpants are joggers. I mean, like, uh, not all sweatpants are joggers, but all joggers are sweatpants. Yeah. It's kind of like the thumb finger thing. Yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> um... That band I sent you, uh, Gastropod. Yeah. Which is like mince as fuck. It's pretty much like Lieutenant Dan worship. And you're going to get that right away if you've ever heard Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. If if you would have sent me that with no artwork and didn't tell me who it was, I would have thought they got back together. <laughs> kind of, just, I mean, I just remember it's been, a, it's been a while since I've jammed, but I definitely got that vibe right away when you said that. I don't know if I would have put that together without you telling me that. Eventually I would have, but then right away I was like, yeah, he's right. That's like total Lieutenant Dan fucking mince, man. Yeah. New band from Chicago. Uh, I think um, Acid Redux Records is putting them out. Astro, Gastropod, straight mincy shit, man. Oh, yeah. And as mentioned, if you like Lieutenant Dan, you should probably like Gastropod. Absolutely. And then I want to throw these guys out there. Because we're always talking about, I'm always talking about noisy fucking raw punk stuff. You're always talking about fucking crushing heavy doom stuff. Yeah. But let's just fucking throw this out there. Horror section. Love it. 
if you for people out there who only listen to us for our chatter and the movies, but you don't know shit about the music we talk about, yeah, you might like this. If you like fucking pop punk, check out fucking horror section. Very, very, very true. All their fucking releases are like horror themed. Yep. I can't even count. Probably not even on one hand if I knew them all. No. The amount of horror themed releases they fucking had, and I know they got another one about to drop that's My Bloody Valentine themed. Yep. The Prowler EP got them recognition in like Rumorg, I think. Oh yeah, I think they've been written about a few times. They in had like an Rumorg article in Rumorg when that dropped. It was based around the movie The Prowler. The artwork was Rosemary's Killer with the pitchfork and the whole nine and. They are 100% horror movie worship pop punk, and they're just super jet cool. I mean, it's just, man. Yeah, really cool guys. Um, I know shit about pop punk, so my only comparisons are going to be the more known of that genre. Kind of like when you talk to somebody who's not into the know about anything metal, and they're always their go-to is Metallica. Yeah. Um, But... If you like the queers, if you dig just the fucking blueprint Ramones, yeah, uh, the, you should fucking really dig horror section. Uh, the Riverdales, don't know them. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was 13, my first concert was Green Day, and they opened. And Riverdales opened, and they were cool as fuck. And I know that even to this day, Dave Nobody and Teflon hail the Riverdales. I was gonna say, I want to say I've seen. One of those dudes talk about them before. Oh, they love the Riverdale. Okay. They're still a band. They're still a thing. So it's like... But then you always got, like... For, for me, it was always, I guess, maybe like a no effects or... Okay. Okay. Kind of a thing where it was like... I ne- That never was my thing, but... When it's horror themed, and those dudes are as fucking cool as they are, I'm listening to that shit all the time. I got, like, everything up until a certain point that they released... And that was years ago, and they got a bunch more. Dude, I jammed both of their collections, because they put out uh, Collection 1, Collection 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jammed both of those now, about a week ago. Did you really? Yeah. Cool, man. And, um, yeah, like, I don't listen, like, you know me, I don't really listen to pop punk, but I used to, when I was, like, 13, 14, first, very first getting into punk, listen to, like, Goldfinger and The Queers, shit like that. So, I mean, I don't hate it. It's just that's not really what I'd listen to now. Oh, yeah, My yeah. shit's fucking noisy and raw whatever. But, yeah, dude, I jam the whole thing. Love it. And it's really cool having that fucking uh, that pop punk sound. And then you, if you really pay attention to the lyrics, it's like talking about, like, I want to slit your fucking throat type shit. Yeah. And I caught that right away, too, when I started <laughs> listening to their, yeah. I'm like, this is fucking cool. And their merch is just just killing it. Oh, yeah, I picked up a fucking oh. horror section shirt. Yeah, I want... Well, they're still printing out the zips and the pullover hoodies of the... That shirt I bought? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I want to get one. I still got the original the baseball tee with, like, the melted VHS. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wore it once, but it's because it's white. It's not because I don't... I would rep that all the time. I kind of want to get a horror section hat, though, like a trucker hat or something. I would... I didn't think... I think they I, have thought, one? I thought I'd seen one. I could be wrong, but... Hey, Dave... Dave. Yeah, man. Are Get you on that. Tough one? Make fuck? some fucking trucker hats. Yeah, man. And we miss you, dude. I text that guy randomly. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I he's I love that guy, man. 
I do. He's a he's a cool dude, man. I told him about my plan of wearing the uh, counselor outfit from Sleepaway Camp to the next Horror Hound. <laughs> yeah, maybe the girls want a game. <laughs> so, decided it'd probably be funnier to like wear that, being like out of shape with a beer gut, and just take people's beers and be like, "You'll get this back at the end of the weekend yeah, if yeah. you're lucky." Yeah, or I could just tell Mel, "What do you think is going to happen then?" I wonder how many beers I could take before somebody wants to fight me. Well, I'm sure in that outfit, I'm sure you could find like a Rob Zombie fan that will fucking take you up on that offer real quick. <laughs> Those sketchy cats. You might want to do that at Cinema instead of Horror Hound, dude. I honestly feel I'd be more likely to get into a fight at Cinema doing that instead of <laughs> fucking well, Horror Hound. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I feel at Horror Hound, there's like more bark, less bite. At Cinema, it's more knives, less fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of guys fucking topped up on toot and fucking like whiskey and shit. Well, cinema. it's like at Horror last time we were at Horror Hound and fucking those dudes tried fucking chiming in about fucking like Lewis wearing his fucking short fucking shorts for like swimsuits. And as soon as we said something back to them, they fucking shut up and just walked away. Yeah. Like, I feel you're going to get a lot more of that at Horror Hound. Probably. Yeah. What's a mess? So I could probably do, like, maybe a 12-pack? Is it, like, 12 people? Yeah. Hey, you drink it for free, though. Yeah. <laughs> then what you do is you take the money you saved on beer and buy pizza for everybody. Just walk up and just hand everybody a cheese slice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the beer, dude. We'll have like we'll have somebody behind me, and if I take their beer and they they don't act like a dick, try a tough guy up on me, and you hand them a slice of pizza. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's I a game we're playing. It's a, it's dude, a candid camera thing that we're doing. I can't wait for conventions again. Can't wait for cinema. Honestly, the last Horror Hound I went to sucked, but I can't wait for Horror Hound. Yeah, me too, man. I really want to make it, and I was hoping to do it this year. Clearly didn't happen, or last year. Shock stock in Toronto or uh, London, Ontario. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about that. That sounded so fucking cool, man. I've been wanting to go to that one for fucking yeah, that years. That lineup that one particular fucking weekend was sick too. Mm-hmm. What was that? What two years ago? Three years ago? What was the lineup? Fuck, I don't remember. I just remember you telling me like this is going on in Canada, and I'm like. I wouldn't want to fucking take the time out to get an enhanced ID to go to Canada if the fucking lineup wasn't fire. And I just remember, like, <laughs> it was good. I never heard of it before. I've always wanted to go to a Days of the Dead. I've always wanted to go to, like, a couple of the other ones, too, man. You know, like, I'm actually surprised we never made it to a Days of the Dead. Me, too, because I know Raph, he goes every, all the time. Like, yeah. And Felissa Rose is always there. You always got your regulars that are always there. So it's always, you're guaranteed at least a handful of cool people are going to be there so it's never going to be a bust yeah not like we got this motor city nightmares gig dude jesus christ our convention fucking sucks there was one that was decent and it was only decent honestly they had had a a decent panel but what really made it was just the people there with us yeah so we had like that one cool panel plus we were there with a shit ton of friends yeah all our friends a handful of our friends were there so we had a group of people to hang out with and then there was a return of the living dead reunion i got lifted off of absinthe or everclear everclear gummy bears gummy bears and we were some stranger gave a fucking ziploc bag of everclear gummy bears to my girlfriend yeah (laughs) so i confiscated them and ate them myself 
Because yeah. I'm like, you can't trust that. He's <laughs> Uh, I'll, t- I'll eat those. <laughs> and then I was, we were drinking fucking black velvet whiskey and unbreakable plastic Mickey's of Magnum. Did we have Mickey's? They didn't have Mickey's. They had Magnum. Oh, I thought it was Mickey's. Or fucking some other malt liquor. I thought it was Magnum, dude. I'm thinking Mickey's. Oh, it might have been Mickey's. Maybe or, or OE, maybe. Or no, something. I'm thinking Mickey's. It was a hazy night, dude. It was a hazy night. I woke up and those gummy bears were melted into my jacket pocket. I went to go put my hands in my pocket. I'm like, why can't I get in there? It was like all melted gummy God. bears. What a mess, man. We were partying pretty crazy at that one. So that one was decent, but that's about the only one. We did a live uh, podcast from... We did. We did. From one of the Motor Cities that really A couple sucked. years ago. But that made it kind of cool because we just set up in the lobby and just did an episode. Yeah. So if you guys go back... It was the death spa. It was. Yeah. So I'm sure we talk about how shitty that convention is. Yeah, that was the highlight of our convention. The thing that we do every two weeks from our kitchen, we did in public to distract us from how terrible the convention was that we were attending. <laughs> and we just partied at the hotel room and ate pizza and drank beer. And I'm gonna try to get breeze. us. I'm gonna try to get us in on this on uh, the convention to like do like a live fucking thing and they're gonna go back and listen <laughs> and they're, they're like you, you talk mad shit about us god yeah like that's I want that's the it's... thing I want it to be good I really want fucking Motor City to become a fucking thing me too and I don't know if it's ever going to happen like they used to be twice a year now I think it's like once a year maybe yeah and with this with everything that just went on who knows if it's coming back we gotta get the coop to play a fucking live show on Saturday night the what? 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 The, the coop. The coop. Motor City Nightmares. The fucking yeah, Alice Cooper Saturday night. Oh. Fucking five dollar tea. Plays the state fairgrounds and shit. <laughs> have him play at Motor City Nightmares. At least he'll draw in some fucking. Have him do the guillotine with the heads cut off and shit. I mean that'll bring people in and make it at least decent, right? Fuck. <laughs> shit. Run it by Kane Hodder. Have him come hang out. <laughs> you can stay at our hotel room. <laughs> Run it by Kane. Uh, <laughs> run it by Kane. See get them involved. Get him involved. Yeah, we couldn't get Kane, but we got CJ Graham. Even worse. Let bring him in. Couldn't uh, get Kane. We got first Jason. <laughs> we got Ari Lehman. <laughs> He's still asking about that blonde. Yeah, she passed away. She's no longer with us. She's since departed. <laughs> the, the dearly departed. <laughs> what are you been jamming, man? I've been just. Not much at all. The Fister, we talked about it on the last thing. They did like a live stream, live concert with a laser light show, and they, they put fucking effort. Man, it was so. It fucking wasn't just cool. them in a fucking practice spot. They fucking light crews. They had union workers in there. I don't know. Possibly they might have been union, yeah. but they had no, fucking no light crews. <laughs> they had fucking troop. Fucking <laughs> no, the, the, uh, these cats put on a. Fucking hell of a show! It was uh, it was filmed live, and you could stream it live. I bought the ticket the day after because I didn't have the funds the day of, but it was awesome, and it was eighty eight minutes, so over about an hour and a half of. Uh, they spanned their entire catalog, didn't they? They did, yeah. Um, and a couple surprises they threw in too, like songs I didn't think they'd actually play that they did. And the light show was killer. It's pretty much the reminiscent of a 
1977 fucking Pink Floyd laser light show. I mean, it was, you know, and then you got the fog machines and shit. And they had, I'm just going to say this, anyone that knows what I'm talking about knows what I'm talking about. I don't have to explain it any further. It was Roadburn. Okay. They had this screen behind them. Okay, so basically I had Roadburn Festival 2021 in my living room. Because I'm like looking <laughs> on a flat screen TV and they had this really cool visual screen in the back with the... It was cool, man. So that's oh, yeah. there's that. And then they're going to release a Blu-ray for that shot in 4K and um, audio of it, just like the just the audio of the concert. And they're going to use the footage from the song Star Swallower, and that's going to be a video, a live shot video that they're going to make. Okay. So a lot of cool shit coming from that. And uh, that there was that. That's basically been the main thing. And then uh, Dean Barry, my homie from Canada. Mm-hmm. I uh, hit him up. I don't have it written down, but he sent me a band called Portrayal of Guilt. And I can't really even categorize this band. It, I, I would say I, I get the same fucking feeling from them that I do City Hunter. Okay. But they're not like City Hunter, but it has that really grimy sleazy fucking I don't know to check them out they're called Portrayal of Guilt they just released something new and it, from what I understand from reading comments you're either you either like them or you fucking don't there's no in between people either dig them or they don't and I liked them I thought they were cool so uh, but no I hit him up to let him know that uh, Pain Capital uh, just did a split with a band called Sleazebag and uh, that's pretty fucking heavy. And then uh, uh, Riding Easy Records, which I don't normally get into most of the stuff they put out. Yeah. There's a band called Spelljammer, and they're just like a basic, you know, fuzzy doom band. Uh, basically, three dudes went, dropped acid and went to a Fu Manchu concert in 2007, <laughs> decided to start a band. Here's where we're at. Uh, the new album comes out in like two weeks. I'm a fucking fan. I like it. And I don't really get into writing easy. Nothing that, that they're doing wrong. It's just doesn't usually is not my cup of tea. I like what they're doing and they definitely have a cool fan base and like everything they do is cool. It's just most of the stuff doesn't really appeal to me like because I'm into the more crushing, more heavier, darker stuff. Yeah. I uh, like Beastmaker. They're cool. Absolutely. Um. There was, I think, one other band I've liked off them, but I remember trying to jam like the Salem's Pot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, um, awesome. Salem's Pot's great. Yeah. But I remember jamming. I think like the Brown Acid collections they do, mm-hmm. which is like compilations, compilations of bands on their album or their label. Uh, I can never. It's most tough. of them. It was. It was almost like one out of twelve type of thing. Yeah. Like I'll find like one band out of that whole fucking comp that I actually dig. Oh, there's another band, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. I forgot about that band. Yeah, they're still they're still kicking. They're still uh, killing. They weren't it. bad. They weren't bad. I don't. What do they call R.I.P. X. R.I.P. X. Or like all acronym. They're fucking I cool. Can't remember. I don't know. I've I seen, know what you're talking about though. Yeah. I know that band. And I forgot all about them. Yeah, their cassettes have that old J card. Like the old the old uh, style. Yeah, where you know what I mean with the songs at the bottom, mm-hmm. like in the. They still release them, and they still look fucking cool, and, like, yeah, they're, so, they're cool. But anyway, yeah, Spelljammer, they got a, a album coming out called The Abysmal Trip. comes out uh, the 26th of February, 2021, and they're from Sweden, 
Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, just some really cool fuzzy um, stoner doom kind of stuff. It, it's not for everybody, but I like it. So that's it, man. That's all I've been jamming. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, that's about uh, that's about all we got, right? I mean, I think so. I think so. We got about um, got about fourteen of these black labels left. Yeah, we're drinking Carling's Black Label. Fucking big ups to Canada. They're uh, Jay and Dean and all my desirables up there. No shit, dude. I can love you guys, Beth and whoever else fans yeah. of the show that are in Canada. Absolutely. Um, there's at least three or four that we know of. Yeah, a bunch of chicks that I definitely do not stalk. <laughs> no, there's a bunch of cool chicks up in Canada that like are into horror and metal and punk and shit. And they, I'm like, why am I not in Canada? Like, why am I, you know? Not that it's like fucking the worst thing to live here, but Canada seems cool and hockey is there. So I'm definitely tempted to go. I'm Canadian. Yeah, you are, man. You are, man. You Canadian Irish fucking awesomeness. Canadian Irish Swede. <laughs> Swede. Yeah, no man. So yeah, and I just wanna close I wanna close out by saying Metal Horror Head. Yeah. Who is a fan of our show. Uh-huh. I want you to know I have your Demon Warp DVD and it's in crispy, pristine condition. <laughs> Thank you so much. Many eons ago for mailing me that. I did not know that a virus was going to happen and my world was going to be turned upside down, but once this snow globe settles, <laughs> I promise you, my friend, you'll either get that back plus more or I might just find you a brand new physical copy in better shape than the one you gave me. So, thanks for listening to our show, dude. You're awesome. You will get your demon warp back in due time. Fuck, I loaned my stage fright DVD to somebody that I used to work with. Oh, that sucks. In like 2014. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still don't have it back. You can't get those memories back. Luckily, I, I own that like six or seven VHS copies of you it. Do. But I don't have a DVD of it anymore. Yeah, that sucks. I never had a DVD. I just got the, the VHS. That's it. That's all I need. Does me well. Oh, Does yeah. me fine. I, I don't know. When it's when it's movies that I'm like really hyped on, I try to get as many copies and as many variants as I can. Yeah. I have like four or five different Prowlers. I got like fucking six fucking whatever different stage frights. Do, yeah. Bloody Bird, Aquarius. That's like one of your favorite movies, though. Love that movie. I love that movie. All right. Well, we're gonna finish this case of Black Label, and uh, look, we'll see you guys next time. Watch, watch Nightmare City, man. It's a good movie. Definitely watch Nightmare City. Cool and stay cool. Be cool to each other, man. See you guys. <laughs>